Welcome to the Homeschool Show from North Carolinians for Home Education. Our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have a very special co-host today, Isaac McDill. What are you doing in here, Isaac? <laughs> so all my, all my normal co-hosts couldn't come today, so I just grabbed Isaac uh, to, to be our co-host today. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Tell yep. us what we're going to do today. <clears throat> today on Homeschool News, we'll give you some important updates on the Homeschool Show, tell you how to close your homeschool. In Homeschool Conversations, we'll have a conversation with Penny Mays, who was a speaker at their at this year's Thrive Conference. Mm -hmm. She is an art teacher and homeschool mom who has created a wonderful way to integrate hands-on art projects with art history and history unit studies. In Homeschool Helps with Amanda, Amanda continues her discussion of various homeschool approaches by taking a closer look at unit studies. All right, and we're going to switch up our order just a little bit and go ahead and have our conversation with Penny first. Penny Mays is a 20-year homeschool veteran mom who loves integrating history with art history and hands-on art projects through streaming video at Take Time for Art. Her passion is to bring history to life with visual storytelling through art and hands-on art projects. When she isn't making entertaining videos for Take Time for Art, she is a wife, mother, and grandmother. Penny also is a speaker and creator, and by the way, she's a speaker at this year's Thrive Conference. As Isaac already said, it was so glad to we're so glad to have her there. Um, creator of hands-on demonstrations for homeschool events, she holds her BFA in studio art and master's degree in education. Uh, welcome to the show, Penny. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here, Matthew and Isaac. Thank you for that introduction, Isaac. You're welcome. So uh, I'm glad. It, it really worked out neat that Amanda in our help segment is going to be talking about unit studies today. So that's yes. going to fit fit right in, isn't it? Yes, that's perfect. So yes, we uh, we do unit studies and take time for art and help um, parents add those hands on to their unit studies. Mm -hmm. So I am also delighted about that. Um, we try very hard to integrate with homeschool unit studies and help parents bring hands-on and visuals to what they're studying in their units, particularly their history unit studies. So can you tell me a little bit about how this started and the sense of, I guess, the need that you were seeing or, or why you wanted to start creating this? Yeah, well, as you said before, I'm a 20-year homeschool veteran. And to be honest with you, this is what I wanted when I was homeschooling my children. Okay. I wanted to bring them more visuals. I wanted to bring, when we were studying history, I wanted more visuals in the history unit studies we were doing. I wanted them to get a feel for the cultural um, and the um the, the visual of an era, mm -hmm. and I want to do it through art. I'm an art teacher, and I knew that there were wonderful art uh, history. There was wonderful art history and art um, um, paintings and sculptures that would give you a feel for that era. Mm -hmm. But you know what? That's a lot of work. Yeah. And going through the art history books, <clears throat> half 
the time you wanted to cover one page while you showed your children the other page because you didn't want to expose <laughs> them to too much nudity or whatever mm -hmm. it was in those art history books that you might find objectionable. So I wanted to create something for homeschoolers that would incorporate the art, the culture, that was vetted art history, that was mm -hmm. easy to access, and would also integrate with that art history and with that history have integrated hands-on um, art projects. So in other words, what we do at Take Time for Art is we tell the story of history using the art and the art history, and then based on that art and that history that we've seen, we make hands-on art projects. I like to say we try to make real art based on real art. And so we want it to be meaningful, um, and we want it uh, the art that we do to help children remember what they've studied. Mm -hmm. So I know we're, we want to spend a lot of time on why hands-on learning is so helpful, but I want yes. to ask one other question. I, I think one of your, your drives, and as I saw on your, on your website, is that you also wanted to create um, these projects from a Christian worldview. Uh, talk about why that's important and how it affects the types of projects you're doing. So when we're when you tell the story of history, um, I think it's important to tell as much as possible God's story of history. Mm -hmm. And so we're approaching it from a Christian worldview. So when I'm incorporating, for instance, telling the story <clears throat> of the the Greek and Persian Wars, we also weave into it the story of Esther because that mm -hmm. was uh, a story in the Bible was very uh, was part of the history of the wars with Greek, Greece and Persia, and it's um, it's that interweaving of the story of history and God's story that He is also telling through the Bible of mm -hmm. history. Uh, I think that that's really important because if you're not telling God's story along with history, you're really not telling the truth of history. Um, also, there's so much wonderful, wonderful biblical art out there. I think it's really important to expose mm. children to it because that art also helps give them wonderful, wonderful images of biblical stories. And I love being able to expose um, expose children to that and to give them uh, a, a taste and appreciation for biblical art. That's great. I love, I love that. As I, as I often say, all education comes from a worldview and, and history and art are really part of, at the top of that, you know, really being affected by that. So that's wonderful. I see that your uh, workshop that you did at the conference, we're so glad you were there. Uh, was the benefits of hands-on education. So, um, hint, make, it makes you smarter. <laughs> that was in the title as well. So, so tell us about that. Tell us some of the ways, uh, some of these benefits. Well, hands-on, first of all, it, the first thing I think about when I think about hands-on education is simply that it's fun. I mean, that's not Mm -hmm. at the top of the list when you're talking about making your child smarter. But I think that that's one of the best reasons to incorporate right. hands-on into your homeschool. If you can bring fun into your homeschool, you've just made your homeschool day a whole lot easier mm -hmm. and a whole lot better for everyone in your family. 
But past that, hands-on um, can help you with reading comprehension, believe it or not. We can go in more detail if you want to. We, uh, it helps you remember better. Hands-on helps with critical thinking skills. It helps your students stay engaged. And uh, it also helps with independent learning. Uh, those are the topics that I talked about in my workshop. And maybe we can unpack a few of those if you'd like. Yeah, um, let's start with remembering. I, I know I had one of my kids um, who just couldn't remember anything we ever did. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and I think uh, I, I'm exaggerating probably, but I, I know that there are certain students and parents who who struggle with that. We just read this chapter, and you can't tell me anything about it. So, let's go into the remembering how how it helps uh, kids learn and remember what they're learning. Well, when you're using hands hands-on projects, um, you're using your hands as well as what well, I tell, let me back up. I tell people the hand is connected to the brain. So when you're using pencil and paper or you're reading, you're using one part of your brain. But when you add into that more visuals and hands-on, you're using other parts of your brain. And the more parts of the brain that you use, the more places you're going to be able to store memories. Okay. So with pencil and paper and reading, you're attempting to store memories in certain areas of the brain, but when you use hands-on, you're storing, um, and visuals, you're storing in other areas of the brain, and those areas connect to the to other areas of the brain, and that's the way we, we're building the brain. Mm. You're making connections from one area of the brain to another area of the brain so that your that stored memory uh, expands your me your memory. I hope mm -hmm. I'm making sense here, but yeah. you are um, you're allowing your brain to access more areas to build your memory. And I saw your article um, in the old schoolhouse where you mentioned a a statistic or uh, something, or it was a, a result of a study where people remembered more when they were doodling. Right. If you if you doodle, it you get you have seventy nine percent more chance of remembering what you were just simply listening to in a lecture. Um, just using your right. hands amazing. can help you uh, just remember and and use that extra storage in your brain, um, and and therefore by using hands on, it's making us smarter. And even better if what you're doing with your hands is actually connected to the, the content and helps solidify that. That's great. Exactly. So, so let's let's talk more about the critical thinking aspect. That sounds interesting. Well, let's <clears throat> first let's define critical thinking. Um, critical thinking, excuse me, <clears throat> is the ability to make decisions and to solve problems based on investigations. Um, it, uh, also based on your knowledge and based on your experience. So when you use hands-on, it gives your children the opportunity to experience problems and to solve problems. So they're actually practicing critical thinking okay. when they're doing hands-on projects. They're having to make decisions. They're having to figure out, will this material work with that material? 
they're having perhaps to work with another student and do some type of group project um, when they're doing a hands-on project. They're having to use some leadership skills. It's all of this is involved in critical thinking mm -hmm. and all of the decisions and um, bringing in what you know and making a decision uh, about what's best for a situation. Uh, Hands-on can really help build those critical thinking muscles in a way, again, that pencil and paper and reading can't. And please don't misunderstand me. Reading is a wonderful thing, and I'm mm -hmm. an avid reader, and I'm also an avid writer. But hands-on is using that piece of the brain that sometimes we miss in homeschooling when we get to when we are very busy and just pull out the workbooks. Right. And, um, it is a way to really engage your your child's brain and their memory, um, just in a way that. Um, uh, pencil and paper just can't do for you. So I just realized that m maybe some of our listeners are, are just wondering what these hands-on projects are. You know, I mean, we keep saying that as a very general thing. Could you give us some examples of some different types of things we would do? Okay, for instance, let's talk about if you are doing a unit study on cells and you read about the cells and you even look at the pictures, perhaps in a textbook, uh, those are great, but are, are those two, that's two ways to study cells, right? Mm -hmm. But you want your child to remember the parts of the cell. Um, maybe you go to a video. That's another way to give them some really good visuals. And it's an excellent way, thing to do. Mm -hmm. And maybe they actually see cells divide. And in the video, they talk about the different parts of the cell. But then to really seal the deal, what I would suggest is, is perhaps getting modeling clay and building a cell okay. and labeling those pieces of the cell, those parts of the cell, by writing it down, sticking a pen uh, in that piece of paper, in that modeling clay with each, every single part. That's That not only gives them... Um, uh, 3D visual mm -hmm. model of the cell, but by adding in the written part with that hands-on project, it really, it's connecting all those parts of the brain and it's going to help your child really remember it. That's great. And uh, we've been talking to Penny Mays at Take Time for Art and you can go to taketimeforart.com to find out more and contact her. Is that the best thing to do? You can, and we would love to. It, you can contact me through the contact form. We try very hard to make hands-on an open-and-go, um, easy-to-use product for for every single homeschool family simply because I was a busy homeschool mom right. back in the day, and I understand that getting hands-on is not that easy. Right. But we try to make it uh, an easy, open-and-go um, product to use in your homeschool. So please contact me. Yeah, I think that's great. You're right. Um, moms have their own abilities and propensities, and some of them are super crafty and want to make that stuff, and some of them would like for you to make it up for them. <laughs> And exactly. it really helps out. So I think this is an excellent resource. And so 
I hope our, our if if you are our listeners are is this something that would be interesting to you then then check that out. Penny, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank right. you, Matthew. Thank you, Isaac. All right, we'll talk to you later. Okay. All right, that was great talking to Penny. Uh, we're going to back up now and talk about our news segment. And the first thing is we have some important news about the show. So we're talking about what's going on right here. And if you are a part of the listening audience on the radio, if you've been listening to News Talk uh, WSIC, we've been on uh, for two seasons now, so for almost a couple of years, and we've loved being here. Um, but we will not be on the air here uh, starting in July. And so we wanted to let you know that the show will continue, and you can go to nchg.com slash the homeschool show and find out where we are on YouTube and podcasts, and we're going to continue the show, uh, and you can stay connected with us. Um, in July, we're going to do something a little bit different for the four episodes there. We're going to take the highest rated, um, highest listens for season two and show you some of those again. So we're going to have some highlights in July. And you can be ready for season three, which will uh, start up August the 7th. So watch out for that. Um, August 7th, we'll have season three taking place. All right, one more, uh, another uh tip I want to give you. We, we haven't talked about this on the show, and that is you need to remember to close your homeschool. You may not be aware of this, but the homeschool law in North Carolina requires you to close your homeschool uh, when you're finished homeschooling. And so some of you have just graduated your last ones, or maybe you've decided to put your kids back in school. Who knows what it would be, but you need to go ahead and do that. It's real easy to do. You can go to the North Carolina Depart Division of Non-Public Education website, uh, it's easy to Google that and find it, or you can go uh, give them a call at 984-236-0110 and let them know that you are closing your homeschool. All right, and we do have a couple of retreats coming up. Isaac, why don't you tell us about them? There will be a dad's retreat at Caraway Conference Center near Ashboro on September 29th and 30th. Visit nchg.com slash dads dash retreat to learn more and register. Mm -hmm. And there will be a mom's retreat also at Caraway Conference Center on October uh, 13th through 14th. Visit nchg.com slash moms dash retreat to learn more and register. Early bird prices end August 11th. That's right. And this, the mom's retreat is really growing, has been a great success. Uh, so many moms love it. Uh, the dad's retreat is brand new. We haven't had one. And so if you want to get in on the inaugural dad's retreat, then check that out. And we would love uh, to have you be a part. All right, let's go to Homeschool Helps with Amanda. She continues her discussion of the various homeschool approaches and is going to take a closer look at unit studies. Welcome to Homeschool Helps with Amanda. I'm Amanda Wares, Homeschool Helps Director with NCHE. So to continue on with our series on different approaches to homeschooling, we've got two left this week and next week. Today we are talking about unit studies, the unit study approach to homeschooling. Now, what are unit studies? 
Unit studies are overviews of a particular topic or a theme where you study every subject as related to that topic or theme. You might also hear, especially in the school, public school world, thematic units. So that's where that comes from. Unit studies can be focused on a specific subject, but usually you will study one subject and look at it, one topic, and look at all the different school subjects related to that topic. For example, if you wanted to study bees, obviously the science is easy, right? You can talk about insects, you can talk about um, classification, you can talk about the different parts of the body of a bee, all different kinds of things, how the life cycle of a bee, and on and on and on. You can have art, you can draw bees or things related to bees. You can talk about shapes, the honeycomb shape. You can count and do math with bee-related things. You can read literature that is related to the bee or honey. Um, and for other language arts things, you could do narration related to what you've read about the bees. You could have spelling lists that are bee related. You could do a book report. The possibilities are endless, but that would be how you would approach a unit study. Now, typically unit studies take advantage of some particular things to make them work, like living books, hands-on activities, cooking, art, costumes, games, crafts. Again, possibilities are endless. Field trips are great with unit studies and other forms of investigation. Science experiments, so many different ideas out there. Um, now, who does this method work for? It works really, really well for families who maybe are homeschooling children of multiple ages. It's a great way to have that kind of one room schoolhouse feel where you're all studying the same thing, but maybe at different levels. Works great for maybe kids on the autism spectrum who hyper-focus or have really deep interest in one particular subject at a time. Um, for homeschooling parents who really want to create their own curriculum or follow their child's particular interests. Maybe it would be great for homeschoolers who just want to try something different or break up their more traditional studies at other times. Maybe they don't want to do unit studies all the time, but just fit them in here and there as variety. The cons of a unit study approach would be it could be time intensive to plan or to gather supplies if you're doing a lot of different activities. Um, and some topics may lend themselves more to studying that way than others. So it may not flow as naturally all the time as you want it to. Now, there are many unit study curricula out there. You just have to Google homeschool unit study and you will come up with many different sources of unit studies 
that you could buy. Some are even for free out there. But there are some really popular um, curricula that use this type of learning. Five in a row is one that's been around for a long time and it is just wonderful. Beautiful Feet is another one. Um, Konos is one. It was one of the earliest homeschool curriculums, but it really does utilize this unit study approach to learning. And My Father's World does utilize some unit study learning, especially the My Father's World Kindergarten program. So is unit study for you, for your family? I really hope that helps today. Thanks for joining us this week. We'd love to hear from you. Send your questions and feedback to the homeschool show at nchg.com. Please help others find this show by subscribing, rating, and leaving other reviews on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. If you think this show will be helpful to your friends and family, please let them know about it. To learn how to subscribe to your show, to our show, <laughs> as a podcast and on YouTube, visit nchg.com slash the homeschool show. You think they should start their own show? <laughs> no. <laughs> they might as well. <laughs> Did you enjoy being on the show? Maybe yep. we'll do one more episode together. Maybe I'll have you come back, all right? All right. Okay. Until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy. <laughs>